Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you'll let us know where you think we got it right and where we totally missed the point which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com. Now let's get into it. So what do you want to talk about, Brian? Well, it, we would be not doing a service to anyone if we were, said we were going to talk about all the pertinent issues of the day and we did not talk about abortion. And for those who are not, those of, you know that we're talking to who are not old enough yet or not alive yet as we're recording this and listening <laughs> to this as we as they kind of look back upon this point in history, uh, it's not okay right now for Dave and I to even be talking about abortion. I don't think I'm pretty sure it's been, it's, it's outlawed because we're, we are men that we're not allowed <laughs> to have an opinion on this. So this, that's the first thing people need to know, I would say, but what else do you think is, uh, is the pertinent part of what's going on with this one, Dave? Well, you know, this one's interesting from not just the issue itself, uh, perspective, but it's interesting from the, how people reason and get to their point and, and where the, where such a, a significantly uh, contentious uh, attitude exists on both sides. It may be that in the future folks look at it and they think, well, isn't this a question of science? Isn't this just a question of, of uh, logic? And, 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 you know, why was this such an issue back when everybody was yelling at each other about it? Right. And I think that's a good question. I think that's a, a fantastic question. And, and to me, it really comes down to, a sort of a philosophical moral question. So that's sort of the, the top of the, of the, the component of it. And then the, the next question down is what, what government involvement should there be in that question? And so yeah. at, at the beginning, at the top, what you've really got in, and I want to represent this in a fair way, right? I don't want to come across, I am pro-life. This is my position. I right. believe it is logically arrived at, and it's the most scientifically and logically sound position. So I'll, I'll just say that right up front. But at the same time, I have to acknowledge that what we've got are two sets of rights in conflict. That's really where the, the issue is, because the pro-lifers have a point about rights, and the pro-choicers have a point about rights. It's not yes. as if this is an issue, and, and the reason this one is so contentious, I think, is because it's not an issue where you've got 100% right, 0% right. It's, right. It's, it's, it's not like that. What you really get to summarize the whole thing is you've got on one side, the pro-life position says that a human life is a human life whenever and human life needs to be protected because human life is the most important right that exists. So that's one side. And that's a legitimate thing. Uh, on, on the pro-choice side, what you can say, which is also legitimate. I'm, you know, I want to, I want to acknowledge that is that human choice, liberty, liberty is a fundamental basic human right. Yes. So what have you got here? You've got two human rights that are both true and that are both valid and they're in conflict with one another. And one of the most important things we need to understand about law and history and philosophy is when you have two true things that are in conflict one another with one another, that's when you have to engage in some deeper thinking. And so hopefully through this episode and demonstrating to those in the future where this might already be resolved. I mean, maybe in the future, they're yeah. even talking about this. We, we, you know, we've, we've solved all these scientific issues. We can, you know, uh, we can take uh, one second after conception and put it in a, an addition, grow a baby, right. stick it in the factory and it'll yeah. produce widgets. You know, I, who knows? IVR is going to have a whole new meeting in the, in the future. Probably <laughs> I would imagine. It, it could very well be. It could very well be. So it, it, to me, it seems like it's important to define both of those positions and then compare and contrast. If we're going to get yeah. to a reasonable conclusion now that, and right now you and I having this discussion is, uh, yes, it is a little bit strange because uh, you could you could put two people in a room that have opposite opinions and say something and they both start, you know, just arguing with one another as opposed to reasoning together. And I think that's what right. we need to do in this issue. Yeah. And I think of, of the things we've talked about so far, many of them have been uh, more binary than I would like, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe that there's much more nuance in many of the conversations you and I are going to get into. But some of them do kind of come down to, you know, 
very binary as far as values. This one, it's like a sliding scale to me. I think everyone believes that protecting human life is important. And there's literally from conception until literally maybe an hour now, depending on which uh, news stories you listen to as far as how late, quote unquote, abortions are happening. And in some cases being reported that that life is being terminated for for babies being delivered and maybe even up to an hour or so later. I, I don't know how much truth there is to that. And that's not really important here. But somewhere between conception and delivery or an hour or so after delivery, that 10 and a half months or whatever that that could be somewhere along the line, we all kind of decide that becomes a person. And for right. some people, it's that conception. And some people, it's not until the moment of birth. And for many people, I would say the majority, and I don't have any scientific data to back this up. This is my perception and my opinion. I completely, completely could be full of crap here. But my perception is that the majority, the 80% of us kind of in the middle on the political spectrum would say somewhere that's not exactly conception and somewhere that's not exactly birth, this, this uh, becomes a baby, a person. And it's no longer a a zygote with it has has no uh, emotionals and can't feel pain and like is like a a petri dish thing too. It's a person now, and and I think that that's because there's so much nuance. There's so many variables. There's there's the what ifs. What if it's rape? What if it's in, like there's like there's so many like different nuances and variables that I think it gets really confusing. So um, I I I agree that there's. Um, there's a scientific portion. There's the, there's the human element. There's the legal element. There's just a lot to this topic. And um, I think that the first place to start is where I started for us is just why are you and I able to talk about this or not? And, and I, my opinion is that, that even though I'm obviously not a woman and I've never given birth and never will, <laughs> I don't think, I don't feel bad having an opinion about this because I have opinions about lots of things that I don't do. Absolutely. Or would never be capable of doing. And I, I'm okay with people who don't own guns having opinions about guns. And I'm, you know, I, there's, there's lots of things I've never done that I have opinions about. And there's I, every person who lives in our, our country and on our planet has opinions about things that they can't do or won't do or, or are not completely 100% relevant. So to me, that argument doesn't hold a lot of water. But I know this is a very passionate one. So let's just start there. Do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you think I'm full of crap on that perspective? Well, so um, on, on the on the question of whether or not you're allowed to have an opinion on something, I think any domain of knowledge anybody can have an opinion on or ha- or reason their way through. So I I I um I discount immediately as disingenuous anybody who says because you're not this you can't have an opinion on a subject. So yeah. I discount that as somebody who's just being yeah. not. I'm you not in an interracial marriage. I'm I'm all for interracial marriages. Though. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could I could have a if, if I'm not allowed to have an opinion on on anything having to do with females, then about half of the half of the world is is yeah. uh, foreign to me. Yeah. I mean, right. maybe it is anyway, so, but I don't know. Well, the, the 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 again for those listening in our part of our audience, you know, if for doing this podcast is talking to people who are adults around the year 2080 and i think dave you and i have decided to call this this person like kenny g and the reason he came up with that so when we hear when you hear talking about kenny g we're talking about this person who is born around 2040 ish and the reason we picked kenny g is just because that is generation gamma as of 2023 that's been determined to be generation gamma and talking about Generation Gamma didn't seem like it was really easy. And <laughs> Kenny G is the first thing that popped into our minds. And so Kenny G's who we're talking to, he's the guy who's an adult around the year 2040 or 2080 or so. He's probably about 40 years old then. That's so people listening who are alive with us today in 2023, when you hear us talk about Kenny G, that's what we're talking about. And the reason we're talking to them is because this is a great example of there, there'll be no shortage of archival stories to go back and read and news clippings and legal things are happening. But one of the things that Dave and I don't hear people talking about is what the mood is like now. And this is one where it is possibly the most contentious, but we said that on every single episode so far. So I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's all the most contentious. This this one is like where people just like really get heated and like really um, get vicious, I would say. And and, uh, from all perspectives, there's not one side or one angle or one group that does that. Like, people really get vicious about this one because I think that, and the reason I think that happens is because it's at 
at the core of their values, which we've spent a lot of time talking about. We won't get into that too much today, but um, it would be interesting for people to know in the year 2080 that two men would not be allowed to talk about this. Now, maybe in the year 2080, guys like me and Dave have been wiped off the face of the earth and, and it's <laughs> the law of the land that you can't talk about this if you're not a woman. I, who knows, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, so, and I, it, go ahead. So let's take the legal part. So let's just start with the legal part. And one of the things I hear, I agree with you 100%, one of the things I hear people say very often is, this is not the government's business. Right. So, and and I support that, except for the part where murder is the government's business. And at some point, um, if we deem this person, a person to be a person at, you know, 20 weeks or 15 weeks pregnant or whatever, and that if that if they had the same rights then so for example to give some legal context there are states and places where you can be convicted of double homicide if you kill a pregnant woman mm-hmm. and so the law is saying in some cases that this is a person and it would be wildly uh um conflicting to say also that this is a person if if somebody they don't know kills it but if somebody they do know kills it it's okay like that that does not seem congruent Right. No, exactly right. And and I think what we get to in the legal perspective, from the legal perspective, in, in the governmental perspective, for instance, in, in the state of our society right now, for the folks in the future uh, to explain kind of what has happened, uh, the state of our society right now is to determine a governmental standard at which abortion is no longer appropriate. Now, the, the most uh, ardent pro-life People would say that that is conception because that is when a a baby, a, a human offspring is born and humans are innately valuable. On the flip side of that, there are those, in fact, I'll modify something you said earlier. There are those from the, from the more uh, progressive philosophical perspective who would say that it's when a child achieves sentience. So the the upper end of that is there's a there's a professor from I think it's Princeton, uh, Peter Singer. He's uh, well published and he's out there for a long time. He said, look, the the logical place where a a human being becomes a human being is when they become fully sentient, which is about three or four years after birth. So his wow. perspective is philosophically, and well, I mean, yeah, wow, exactly, but. If you think about it, that's a consistent perspective with logic. If you if you believe that sentience, if you believe that there is an arbitrary spot at which a human becomes a human, pinning it at sentience is probably more logical than pinning it on the moment that the child emerges from the from the womb. Because I mean, you're just talking difference of location here. You're not talking any, yeah. any qualitative difference in this in this person in this being at this point. Sure. I mean, the, the current argument right now is that it should be probably, or, you know, part of the current argument is that it should be probably when a child can feel pain, when a, when a human can feel pain. Now, yeah. all sorts of things get wrapped around this, like, the, okay, is it a fetus? Is it a baby? Is it a zygote? Is it an embryo? You know, all these different, but, but all of that really from, from a, from a philosophical perspective, from a, from a scientific, you know, that really, I don't think is logical and really matters. That so so all of this gets to the question of of human life being innately valuable and when should you protect it? But that's actually I would say, Brian, that's the second question. That's not the first question. All right. The first question is this: If you grant that that uh, that human offspring needs to be protected, and you you push down the road a little bit, that this you know the question of when the the big question is which is more valuable, human life or human liberty, and that's back to my first point of this yeah. idea of of both of those being fundamental human rights, and why we sure. shouldn't neither side see this is i think how we get past some of these some of the the contentiousness if we could i don't think we can but if we could i not, think not in this current moment i don't think we could yeah. in 2007 i think we had, had a chance and i'm guessing around 2033 we'll also have a chance yes uh, i'm also a part of my media says this is just a particular topic that may not be resolved for decades i just this is such a hot button issue it is, that, but I, I I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that I hope cooler heads will prevail someday. <laughs> well, and but see, this is again where I think the, that's an important point: cooler heads. If we can get together with one another and say you're pro-choice, I'm pro-life. I believe that. Let's just take uh, let's take take one of our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence. 
at talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. In that formulation, uh, and I, I put a lot into the wisdom of the founders. I, I appreciate yeah, the wisdom of the founders. I agree. Um, they said, well, first you got to have life. And yep. if you, once you've got life, but even a slave has life. So it's not a great life. Yeah. Liberty. Okay. Well, now you've removed the you've re- removed slavery. Now it took us about eighty years to do that in this country before yep. we really did that after the founding, and then sure. pursuit of happiness or property ownership, doing you know things that enhance yourself. But it, there's a real hierarchy of rights there. Now, if yeah. and so this is where to to my pro pro uh, choice friends, I would say, look, I agree that you have bodily autonomy and you should have bodily autonomy, but only in so much as it does not harm another person or take another person's life. Yeah. So I have bodily autonomy, but if I don't like the sweater Brian's wearing today and I slap him with my hand in my bodily autonomy, that's not yeah. okay. <laughs> that's not right. Right. So I think we have to we have to deal with those things and come up with a conclusion there. And then we can start dealing with the questions of when does human life begin? Now, I think if everybody decided on a common point that human life begins, I think the whole discre- the whole whole discussion is over. Because I think most people, probably ninety yeah. percent of people, could say that would say, and, and this is you know this contradicts like uh, Dr. Singer's you know a statement that yeah. you know a human isn't a human until it until it demonstrates sentience which is a very you know it's it's an objective yeah, but that, it's seems, subjective that seems statement. odd for me but okay i, I understand his point but I, that, I, yeah. I, it's hard it would be hard for me to to find a place to agree with that well it's it's horrible i mean it's it's the basics yeah. it, it that kind of thinking ultimately leads you to eugenics and and saying certain lives are quality and you know when you and i are are in our 90s or 100s and we're senile then you just yeah. because we're we don't have right. sentience anymore right. yeah. you know so it leads you to all sorts of horrible things even though it's sure. logical it leads you to all sorts of horrible things so i i think if we if we come to those conclusions then we can discuss all those things like you were talking about earlier we can discuss well what about rape and incest i'm more than happy as a pro life person to discuss rape and incest as, as, as exceptions to whatever rule comes up yeah, as soon as sure. you establish a rule but you got to establish a rule before you can establish what, exceptions what do you, to the what rule. Do you th- so <clears throat> and i've kind of this is kind of where i've landed like that there's no per- there in my world that in this on this topic there's just not going to be a perfect solution there just is not unless unless the society becomes either very religious or very not religious like the the idea that everyone's going to agree on this just seems like an impossibility like literally an impossibility in a world where i think a lot of things are possible this right. is one where i think unless we become a very fundamental christian or muslim or religious whatever country or the opposite of that like the idea that we have 300 million people agree with this doesn't seem uh, likely. But so if we could carve out that, like, hey, we're not going to have a lot of agreement philosophically or spiritually or uh, religiously, like the, whatever, or the opposite of those things, right? Um, we need to have one legally. And if yes. we just said, like, I'm just going to pick an arbitrary number, 15 weeks pregnant. From 15 weeks and a day forward, they are a person. This This entity is a person. And 14 weeks, six days and earlier, they're not. That seems in the legal sense, the only way in my mind to have, to begin having uh, continuity in the law, at least. Right. Yeah. And, and a, at least a fundamental belief for the people who say this is not the government's business. They should not be involved in this decision. I agree. Except for, if you tell me an hour before delivery, you can still abort this child like that in my world, in my brain, that's just like, that's not reasonable. And I think most people who would say this is not the government's not, this is not the government's business would also have some version of that. It might be a day. It might be yeah. a week. Whatever. So my point is at some point we all recognize this becomes a person. I think again, yes. 80% of us in the middle, forget the fringe 10% at each end of the spectrum. 80% of us in the middle are going to say yes. at some point this becomes a person. Once we've deemed that this becomes a person by whatever means it is, there's a heartbeat, they can feel pain, like whatever. Yep. Um, that, like it, it settles. Does, does that, is that too simple? It feels to me like that would just at least solve this legal problem. Not the, not the yeah. spiritual problem, but the legal problem. I, I think that is from a, from a governmental societal progress perspective. I think that's the way it, it is. That's the way it is going right now. I mean, because you're right. Yeah. I think it's, I don't remember the numbers, but there's like 80 or 90%. Of, I think it's like 80, 85% of the public in general across, you know, all, all, uh, ideologies believes that, you know, uh, 
uh, nine months is too long. Eight months is too yeah. long. You know, I, th- I think there's general agreement like the, the 12. And, well, and if you think about it, the United States in our current place is a bit more extreme than Europe is. You know, and Europe yeah. is thought of as the bastion of, of liberal democracy, right. where in most places it's like 12 or 14 weeks. So, so yes. Yeah. And that's why and I also I, said it. It, it could be 10 weeks. It could be eight weeks. I mean, to me, like the, the, I would want a scientific reason that I could support, but if they, if my, if my version was when they can, when they have a heartbeat and let's say that's 12 yeah. weeks and somebody said, we're going to do it 10 weeks. I can like, from a legal standpoint, I just wish there was continuity. I just yeah. wish there was a line. And, and again, what I'm talking about is having a, a, a declaration at a federal level, like yeah. a person is a person when, and then right. still allow states to do what they want. Some states could have abortion up to that point. Some states may not. I'm all for that. Again, I'm yeah. all for Oregon having their, their trial at doing things their way and, and Texas doing things their way. And let's see right. which idea is best. Like I'm all yeah. for that kind of stuff. And I'm all for the states having that, but it, just to have the, the continuity of the legal system saying a person is a person when just seems like the, 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 the only place to even begin making a minute, a bit of progress on this. Yeah. And I think that is the way that progress gets made. I mean, I, for, from my perspective, I would ultimately argue, and this is again, where I, where I started off and I separated the phil- philosophical moral question from the governmental yeah. legal question. From a philosophical yeah. moral question, I would argue for a a, uh, a conception perspective, but I recognize that you're not going to yeah. get everybody on board. Now, I do think that when you remove and when you remove the hardship from the woman from carrying the baby to to birth, that will and and I think scientifically, I think it's only a matter of time before science does that. I mean, yeah. you know, we have, uh, as in terms of viability, viability has been getting earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier yeah. for a, quite a long time. And it's not a stretch, I think, scientifically to assume that in the not too distant future, for better or for worse, we're going to, and I probably, I think for better, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, um, viability will be, oh, I got pregnant yesterday. Huh. Let's go to the doctor. And let's, you know, uh, put the baby up for adoption, even though it's a little bit of cells right now. And and yeah. there you go. Um, so I think that's. Yeah, I saw something. I don't know how, I don't know, you know, this was a week or two ago and it's kind of sort of related to what we're talking about. Where, But it was it was basically, it showed kind of a, a matrix style um, area where just like these pods were like the, the yeah. child, the, the zygote or the embryo or whatever, whatever, forgive me for not knowing the clinical terms, but was removed and put in this thing where it would grow all the way for the 10 months that, you know, it takes to, to, right. to grow a baby. And it just, it felt very stale and clinical and robotic yeah, yeah. and like the opposite of what, I mean, I, like how could the child develop on a, a the the attachment to the mother that we all right. had known for you know our history up to this point in the world? Well, and that's why uh, I say and, for yeah. better or for worse too, because yeah, it, it could lead to a, a, a sci-fi dystopia when you can grow babies yeah, in that, labs. So <laughs> now again, speaking to Kenny G, he might be looking at me and you're going like, "What? Well, listen, dummies, like look at how many so bit, miscarriages there were versus <laughs> there's none now, and we figured out if you." pump sound into the pod at this that this hurts or megahertz or whatever it is and you vibrate this off like you can replicate them like I, okay right. i get that all that's possible and maybe it, like you said maybe it's better and maybe if though you know that that's that's a progression that uh would make life easier for a mother's and i i'm like again i'm yeah i, I don't I'm know not anti that stuff it, it just it feels foreign to me and yeah and it takes the human element out moving off of the the legal thing to more of the spiritual element i've kind of um I kind of have this thought that I really have not really thought through very well. So forgive me if it's, if it's a poor, poor thought, but just as you were talking earlier, I kind of was imagining as you're talking about the philosophical and kind of, and religious, I guess you would say, or values based Mm -hmm. spiritual, like however you want to phrase it. Um, I imagine if, if, if there was a situation where a person was, who was, who was not a believer in a higher power was not, it was not a believer. It just was completely, uh, anti-believing in God or or Creator, uh, you know that kind of thing. If they found themselves facing the Creator, they would probably change their perspective pretty quickly on abortion. I would think. <laughs> well, I would imagine so. I would imagine. So, and and um, I, again, it's not. It's something I just thought of a moment ago for the first time. I never really had that thought before. But it. So it seems to me that that is a the way you chuckled, the way you laughed at that response, respond to that, like 
it seems so obvious that we, we have a different answer in our world than we would if we were facing the, the a deity that created us. That like right. I, I would imagine that'd be like a oh shit moment, you yeah. know? Where, <laughs> um, so it does feel like putting the legal stuff aside, it does feel very much like a spiritual slash religious slash values kind of thing. Also, where where you would land on that conception to birth or three years old in the in the yeah. singer's case that you're talking about on that spectrum probably does have a lot to do with how much you believe in uh, a God or, you know, an, a, a, a religious faith or whatever. Well, I think there's, I think what it provides is, is clarity on the subject. I think that's what, what the, the belief in the creator would provide in this situation. Although I would say that I believe there's, there is logical congruence between the atheistic position and the believer's position when it comes to the importance and the value of human life from the perspective of the whole point of evolution is to propagate life of the, of a species right. so therefore the the atheistic believer in evolution would believe that that it's most important to have as much human life as possible because it's one, it's the most rare life that we know of in, in nature. And again, I, I want to yeah. represent both positions. I don't want to just represent yeah. my own position. It's the most rare thing that we know of sentient life is the most rare thing we know of in the entire universe. There's a gazillion bugs and a gazillion reptiles and everything else. But this one thing, scientifically, it's, it's, it's very rare. And yeah. as we know from the plague or other things that have happened, it's, it's not necessarily it, it could go out it could go away and yeah. from from the eighth i was watching something who was it the other day who was talking about the i think they were talking about it from an environmental perspective uh, what what a disaster it would be if we destroyed our planet and we're the only sentient beings in this entire universe we've robbed the universe of sentience so there's yeah. so from from the from the atheistic evolutionary perspective um, propagating the species is the prime directive. Now, from yeah. the creator's perspective, from the believer's perspective, like my own, I look at it and say, well, God created, uh, and, and the first thing God did when he created humans, he said, multiply and fill up the earth. And, you know, so, yeah. so I mean, we're talking congruence here. We're talking yeah. these two things. And so, therefore, now there's there's a little bit more of a, of a personal um there's a lot more of a personal directive from the believer's perspective than there is to the I'm just bound, I'm just being loyal to my species by propagating my species. So, so what I'm hearing you it. say is whether it's because you are a believer in God yeah. or you are a person who values human life either way, yeah. and it doesn't matter really which, like the, the idea would be like we value human life, kind of what you originally said. Like right. it is a balance between balancing the valuing life and valuing liberty. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, and, and so people who, and which is odd because, you know, I, I look at the, the spectrum. I think there's a spectrum that is, you know, balancing for societies and human beings and everything we do balancing freedom and liberty versus safety and comfort and convenience, yes. for example. Right. And I find myself on the liberty side of that, but on this particular topic, I, I would lean on that huge spectrum we went over from conception to three years old or birth yep. or whatever. I lean not a hundred percent. I would not put myself in the crowd where hundred percent at conception. I would, I would put myself a little further along that, but earlier on, you know, yeah. 10 weeks, 15 weeks, somewhere in there. So I, again, I don't have a number on top of my head, but, but it would be easy for me to figure out one. If I, if I heard some math on like, when is pain felt and when is there a heartbeat? Like I would come to a conclusion pretty quickly. I right. think I would be more towards the earlier period though. Uh, which is opposite of what I normally think on Liberty stuff. Like I yeah. think that there is a lot of, uh, but I'm also the guy who says you can smoke all you want until I have to smell your cigarette smoke. And right. I can, <laughs> I can weigh 400 pounds all I want until it's time for me to sit next to you in an airplane. And that, now you're inconvenient. Like that for me is a, is a thing where like we can all have our freedom right up until the moment it impacts somebody else. And this, in my opinion is a, perfect example that you can yes. do all the things you can you can smoke and drink all you want right up until you have a baby because now you're impacting somebody else and not that i'm saying that there should be a law against drinking when you're but putting historical context in this like fetal alcohol syndrome is something i heard about all through health class in seventh grade like they yeah. were really hammering that stuff and smoking when you're when you're pregnant are things that were really covered extensively and it, it made sense to me because th this is a, a behavior that now is affecting another person negatively 
And again, whether that becomes a person at seven weeks or, or 32 weeks, at some point it's a person, at some point it's going to be negatively affected by this stuff. It, it just, it, it feels, it, I guess I'm just noting that's odd in this case, the Liberty and, and stuff has kind of flipped for me, you know, well, uh, because but, but it really, but it really isn't Brian. I don't think it, it consistently, I don't really think it is flipped because you're talking about two people's Liberty that are coming into, into um, the, the most fundamental Liberty is the, the, the freedom to be free from harm from somebody else. Right. That's the most basic liberty. Sure. So what you're talking about in this, and it, and it is a unique situation because these two people are, and, and I refer to them at whatever top point is two people uh, are, are in the same body. <laughs> so, so you've yeah. got in, in most cases, it's like, if I don't like Brian, I can move. If the baby, if, yeah. if the mama is doing, doing drugs and the baby's at six weeks after conception, baby can't do anything about it. So you've, you've got, you've got conflicting liberties that are yeah. going against, and this is where, you know, we've been accused of not having enough nuance in our discussion. So let's have some nuance here, right? So, sure. so this is where, this is where the nuance comes in. This is where you have to say that, that which of these which of these liberty rights which of these rights to to personhood supersedes the other and this is where you know for instance the, the argument that i would i would make at this point is say look um who is the party in this case that had a that caused the situation who's got more responsibility so liberty and responsibility are going to go together so we hold people in in Areas of high responsibility to or high authority with more responsibility. In the case, in this case, you find that the mother has more responsibility. Now, that doesn't mean that she's a responsible person, or it, you know. And this is, of course, where somebody says, "Well, what about rape and incest?" Okay, well, let's 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 talk about that for a moment. Yeah, I would say just for this conversation, we could carve those out as being special circumstances yes. that need to be addressed separately. Yes, and for the general conversation you and I are having. The idea we're going to get to every every variable and every nuance is not it's likely not those who I would just say that I think most people, including myself and probably you would yeah. have very different perspectives on those situations right. and any others that are specifically like those. Absolutely. So I, I, I would, you know, let's not get caught up in the, in the well, 20%. Yeah, right. Let's I agree. Right. Well, the only thing I want to <laughs> say about I, it. I appreciate what you're saying with like, is not wanting to be, is, is not ignoring the nuance, but those things are like obvious carve outs that right anyway it, whenever there's a person who's disagrees somebody they just say well what about rape and incest like okay right. well let's let's not derail Let, we'll get to that i promise let's write it down let's never forget to get exactly. to that exactly but let's carve out the 80 percent first and figure that out right well and that's the point <laughs> in fact that's the entire point i would make on that i wouldn't actually talk yeah. about the rape uh, but i say look what you do in any kind of systems thinking in any kind of way you're trying to construct a way of thinking about things is you deal with a majority case first and then once yep. you've got the majority case and you've agreed to the majority case we've yeah. agreed to the 95 percent case okay now let's talk about these other things and let's yeah, figure out let's what get makes to, which are which are not less important they're just less frequent so let's right. get the big blocks first and then we'll get to the small. I 100% exactly. agree. Yeah. It's just good logic is all. Well, yeah. and so that's where I think this whole, I think that's where this discussion has to go is first of all, you've got to come up with some, some shared values, some shared terms. And, and that's why, again, when we talk about the, the difference between how the atheist and the theist think about things, well, where can we get to that's a shared place? Where can we get to yeah. the propagation of the human species should be, a shared thing, whether you believe it's in your in your responsibility as being a sentient creature, one of the few in the universe, and or whether you believe you've got a responsibility to God to propagate uh, His image in you, or, you know. Yeah. So, and then I think if we get to the point where we we acknowledge, and this is this is where back to the argument, you know, talking about this this argument that's taking place and trying to explain it to people in the future. If, if we say, look, um, we have to acknowledge, I have to acknowledge that the other side has, the, the people who believe differently from me on how this should be organized have valid points. I can't just say yes. they're evil. And this is the problem with, I think, a lot of our society today and a lot of our dysfunction today, and, and hopefully in the, in the future this is solved, is that as soon as somebody disagrees with me on a, and this is a heartfelt subject because we're dealing with babies. You know, yeah, we're dealing with with mothers and we're dealing with babies, two of the most sensitive topics in the world. And yeah. so, therefore, if somebody and, and, disagrees, and valuable with me, by the way, like, 
these are maybe the the most important things and uh, uh, the most important thing to talk about is mothers and babies. Right? Absolutely, because you don't have it. You don't have a humanity after that. Yeah, maybe that, you like, don't have everything stops. And those things aren't addressed. Exactly right, <laughs> and so that's why I think if we if we end up coming to those conclusions and say, okay, you've got some, you've got very valid concerns. We've got very valid concerns. If you will address those, and let's come up with, and this is where that gets to that sort of governmental thing is it's not going to be my standard. It's not going to be this person's standard over here. What yeah. can we do to advance things in, in a positive direction? And, right. and that's the conversation we can't have today. And that's the dysfunction yeah. of our day. Yeah. I think that um, kind of the, the steps I would see that have to happen for this topic to get resolved to the degree it can. And again, I don't, I don't think there'll ever be harmonious beliefs on this that would last for more than a few years just because people, you know, there's a wide range of, of opinions and drivers to form those opinions, whether they be spiritual, religious, or yep. atheistic or whatever. Um, the first thing I think it, everyone has to just reconcile is we're not going to get 350 million people to agree on this. Right. And so the notion that one side or the other is going to win and have their, their, ideology adopted by 350 million people. I think that's ludicrous. And everyone right. just has all people have to just like park that and say, stop it. That's nonsense. It's never going to happen. Right. And then have some kind of federal, again, in my mind, like 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 15 weeks, somewhere in there where like where the heartbeat is. Okay. Well, if that's 12 weeks, then that would be a, a whatever, whatever the rule, like when they feel pain. Okay. Whatever rule it is, we determine that. And then go back to what, what the founders, again, because I think that they were ingenious in how they crafted things as well. Going back to having limited federal government involvement, so i.e. a person is a person at this point, and it's okay to charge somebody for double murder if they kill a pregnant woman if they're 32 weeks pregnant, but it's also against the law federally to abort children or, you know, baby or have abortions, you know, after 16 weeks or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, That makes sense at a federal, like, that's, that feels like the only thing that they could do to have any kind of congruence in anything. And then- going back to the founders being brilliant is that's it for the federal they're out now it now it goes back to states can decide do they have abortion or not and maybe even counties could decide if they have it or not or because i think that this is something that you will have areas like you live in the state of washington there's parts that are very religious and conservative and there's parts that are very not and and they live you know hours apart from each other right even that might be too much of a stretch for people to have to be forced to adopt an ideology it seems like the only way to have people reasonably happy about this or content, not happy is not the right word, um, content with the outcome is to localize the decision-making on the legal, the specific legalities as much as possible. So in my mind, like even county, so a state could say we allow it or don't allow it. So fine, let's say Louisiana says we don't allow it and Oregon says that they will. Okay, fine. Well, within Oregon, you might have seven of however many counties you know they have let's say they have 25 counties right seven of the counties might say yeah it's okay uh um statewide but in our county it's not going to be okay and because how else could you do this in a way that that would allow people to to have that balance of life and liberty that you're talking about and if you want one drive four hours away and get one like i, I, I that and i you know i i hear about the argument about the the risk to the mother if they have to drive that far. I don't, I don't know the medical stuff well enough to know if that's a real viable argument or not. If that's a legitimate argument, if that's just like a thing that they're grasping at. But what do you think of that, Dave? Is a minimal federal standard and then and then pushing down the decision as much as to the most local level we can, which would obviously either be state or maybe even county. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, th- I think on a practical level and on on a short term level, short term being the next 10, 20 years or something like that, I think that on the practical basis, there should be minimal federal involvement because the just based on how we organize ourselves as a nation, you know, it's, yeah. it's there. There's minimal federal involvement, and then people self organize based on their ideology. Beyond that, that's kind right. of where we're at right now, and that's the best we can hope for right now. And, and also, I would say that, for instance, if you want to take this argument to way back to the founding, there was another very contentious argument, which was a moral argument, philosophical argument, legal argument. It was called slavery. 
Right. It wasn't that in 1865, all of a sudden we realized that slavery was bad. There was plenty of people at the founding of the nation that said that uh, that slavery is uh, is an evil. It's abominable. There, there were people that wanted to exclude it from the Constitution, but yeah. they realized that they couldn't get they couldn't make the union happen if they did that. Then did it make slavery right? Did the did the people who compromised who didn't believe in it did they did they compromise their values? Or did they take the pragmatic step of saying, "Here, we're going to yeah. form this, and we're going to we're going to we're going to move in this direction"? So the there's people on my side, on the pro life side, who would say that we're we're going to 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 not accept protest anything other than moment of conception, and we won't accept, we won't vote for, we won't vote for any incremental progress because it is approving of of baby murder. And there are people on the other side that would say, no, we won't accept it. And you see this, it's playing out right before our eyes, that would say, we won't accept any restrictions at all, right up until the moment of abortion. And they maybe not say it, but in some places they've said- Up to delivery, you mean, up, up to the moment up, of delivery. Yeah, I'm sorry, up to the up to the moment of delivery, yeah. or maybe a little bit out. You know, there's, there's doctors yeah. we've heard of that have said, yeah, if the baby was born, if a botched abortion happened, we wouldn't save it, and they would be, yeah. you know, free to go. So- those are our positions that I understand the philosophical consistency of those positions, but I also say that we have to make progress. As you say, of a 330 million people country, we have to make progress to some level of commonality because otherwise, if, if there's no level of commonality, you end up with, you know, the 1865 situation again where yeah. brother against brother. Yeah, and that's and that's the I think that would be the flaw in my idea of you know county by county, even or state by state, having different rules is is it does kind of set us up, up for that kind of eighteen sixty five resolution where, um, or like you've mentioned countries in Europe that just absolutely hate each other. the Macedonians hate the people in Greece and for you know those kinds of things, where maybe my idea would lead to more of that and not less of that, and and it kind of feels to me like we would we would have to fundamentally get back to kind of in my mind i go back to 2007 because this there's very clear studies on the the change in our culture in race relations and teen suicide and different metrics that indicate happiness right yep. and yep. and how how we're thriving and how we're getting along so in 2007 is that's a, a a year that stands out like back then we kind of had this live and let live kind of mentality and we would have to have that again yeah Versus now what we have is this mood where it's not my job as a citizen now to um, make my case, but ultimately let people live how they want to live. It's now my job to educate and maybe force others to come around to my way of thinking. Yeah. And I don't know that in this era, the county by county thing would work. It might make things worse instead of better. It feels like we would have to first get back to so I'll, I'll maybe step one a after adopting this kind of federal whatever rule 10 week 12 week whatever rule it would be 15 16 whatever week um we would have to get back to a place of this kind of live and let live mentality yeah. collectively i i don't i don't think we're going to solve this or some of these other issues until that happens well I, I absolutely agree i mean so you've got you again you've got two levels like you do in a lot of things you've got i i think the 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 idea of a common basic floor makes sense you know 12 weeks 10 weeks 15 whatever i think yeah. i mean i think that makes sense i think yes i do think if you made it county by county that gets a little bit too crazy to manage but i i think if you made it a floor and then state by state for the time being, I think that's the best you're going to get right now. I mean, just pragmatically speaking. And, and I reckon in, in, we have to, we have to, um, we have to be good at understanding what we can do and what we can't do. And then from there, but I also agree with you that, that it's it's not going to be solved as a governmental thing. It's going to be solved as a societal thing. If the societal mood is not that uh, we could live and let live, if the societal mood is not that here is some common standards and yeah, I'm a little bit more this way and you're a little bit more that way. Um, if if the societal mood is not right, then I don't care what you do at the government level. Society isn't going to change. So, and, and I do think I do believe that both uh, that both you know, sides of these discussions 
have this idea that if I only control the levers of power, that I can make society into the utopia that I want. And that yeah. is not true. And that's, again, something that folks in the future should realize that it's not just about the levers of power. It's about the, the, the mood, the direction, the flow of society, what society thinks. I, I have these discussions with people all the time that, uh, you know, you talk about the climate change issue. Well, if everybody did this and this and this and this, I said, sure, if everybody did this and this and this and this, uh, then all this stuff would happen. And it would be great. But that's not going to happen. People aren't right. going to do these things because that's not their mood. If you don't take into account the mood of society, then nothing ever gets done. Yeah. And, and on this kind of topic, again, if, when, when, and right now we have a very tribal area where, where both sides have deemed themselves to be the righteous one whose job it is to convince slash force the other side to come around. <laughs> um, in doing that, you are reducing the other person's liberty by definition. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so we we kind of have to strike this balance. And maybe that's why, you know, that's part of what I think is so special about our country is it forces us to strike these balances. Now, right now we're failing miserably. Um, I would say collectively, we're we're not doing very well with this, but that liberty thing matters. And like if yes. I it, we, yes, we have a country that was founded on Judeo-Christian values. However, there are certain things that that people have to allow to happen that they don't like because that gives the other person liberty. And right. that's just as valid as the liberty. I think that, that I value and, and, and it could be things as, you know, simple as alcohol or, or marijuana use or whatever. Like uh, just because I would not teach my kids to do certain things, not saying I wouldn't teach my kids those things, but, but just because I would, I would not teach my kid a certain thing doesn't mean it's bad for everyone else to do it. And this is the, the, the fundamental shift that I have felt over the last 15 or so years is going from this. I wish we lived in a place where, and here's why I think I have this or why my opinion I think is, is better or why my point of view or the facts I have are more, you know, um, urgent or compelling or whatever versus they need to do what I say or else. Right. Right. <laughs> that is the change that is just, cause I mean, the abortion thing has been going on since like, I don't know, 1932 or 1922 or something like that. it's, it's not a new thing. No, it's not a new at all. It's a global thing. Yep. It's just, it's the, it's the way we're going about quote unquote, solving the problem, which is the opposite of solving the problem. And that kind of brings up a point again, I've not really thought this through, but I'll just ask you, do you, is there any, is there any group or entity that benefits from this ongoing conflict that you can think of. Well, because it seems like things we're talking about seem fairly simple. Like it doesn't seem, it seem like it takes a, a master's degree to figure out like what the stuff we've gone through. Like it, it, who benefits from the, not from, I, I get that there's doctors who make money from abortion and I get that there's people who, uh, whatever, but, but who, who makes money from the conflict continuing? Well, you know, and this is not even just in this space, of course, it's in all of these different spaces. Whenever you can convince uh, a, a sizable portion, 10, 15, 20% of society that these other people over here are truly evil, not that you disagree with them. But they are right. evil. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I believe in good and evil, I, you know, I, I, and so there, there yeah. is such a thing as good and evil in the world. But if you can convince this group of people over here or this group of people over here, take either side and say that this other group is truly evil, not just wrong, but but despicable, horrible, they shouldn't exist, they're yeah. deplorable, whatever you want to call them, um, then you have a wonderful fundraising opportunity. You make tons of money. When you yeah. the, the threat of being associated with these groups. There's been these people that have, have you know consulted. Who, who the makes the money, Dave? Who, who's making them? Who's doing the fundraising? Who's getting the cash? Well, of course, you've got you've got constituent groups on both sides uh, that are 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 out basically uh, raising oh, money like to do like campaigns. PACs, political action committee. When you say constituent group, you mean a PAC? Is that what PACs, you're talking about? nonprofits, consultants, uh, political yeah, consultants. Yeah, okay. um, certainly, right. you know, when, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, that was a, a windfall opportunity for Democrats to raise money uh, on, yeah. on that decision because they're, they're coming for the rest of your liberties. It's going to be the handmaid's tale and, and the whole thing. Yeah. So wh whenever there is in, 
whenever there is something that comes up that allows you to paint the other side as evil, then at that point, <clears throat> you can raise money on that. You can make, you know, there's, the, the, we talked about uh, several episodes ago the the fact that the homeless industrial complex uh, is a multi billion yeah. dollar operation. I would say that the you know abortion industrial complex is a multi billion dollar operation. I'm sure they could point. Yeah, to and, and just to side. clarify, when you say that, you're not talking about. I'm guessing you're not talking about the doctors actually doing. No. It. You're talking about the the people making money. With the fight on either side. With the fight, exactly, exactly. Yeah, the lobbyists, and, and the facts. The, the, yeah, yeah. And that's again back to the, your your point about societal mood. That's the mood of society today. And then in the future, when this kind of whatever the issue is, say eighty, a hundred years from now, where it's the most contentious issue that they face, you'll know you're in an inflection point if you look and say that the oppositions to each other are not uh, loyal oppositions. They're loyal to the country, but opposed to each other on policy decisions, but that they are angry oppositions and they are such that uh, the other side is painted as truly despicable bad guys. That's when you'll know you're yeah. in that societal mood. And when you're in that societal mood, then you try to bring some peace. You try to bring some calm. You still advance what you believe. I still try to advance what I believe, but I'm not going to get into a shouting match yeah. with somebody that disagrees with me. Yeah, and now that you say that, like we, uh, our second episode I think was on race, and and one of the things I I made, I commented that that it seems like the story of humanity that the the conflict between races has either been a a tribe or a group believes that they are have been given this God given superiority, right, and therefore it's okay to do whatever they want to among to these other people, this other tribe, this other group, this other whatever uh, ethnic group or whatever it is. Uh, race uh, like so either we have the superiority because it's a god-given thing or these people have done us such egregious harm that our retaliation is justified yes. and that seems like the story of humanity right and at the time it felt like it was applicable to race and it certainly is i still think that but it feels like it's like it's 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 everything maybe it like, is like what you're describing is once and again this happened somewhere probably around to early 2000s 2001 they were calling George W Bush Hitler and like it's, stuff like that and so on this particular topic that it it maybe happened six, in the 60s like i don't know it, it happened somewhere where um both sides were become, became evil now like you're either murdering babies or you're you don't care about women's rights and it, whatever and and again, this is a very delicate nuanced conversation that there's no right answer that will make everyone happy. So like, anyhow, um, but both sides painted the other as evil and, and therefore whatever we do is justified. And that feels like the fatal flaw to me. That yeah. feels like the change that in the, in the era I remember growing up in where again, there was vehement disagreements on things. I remember having going to where my, my, aunts and uncles would be shouting at each other, but they absolutely loved each other. All of a sudden they'd be playing right. cards an hour later and life went on and they just knew that they weren't going to change the person's mind. And they got to a point where they couldn't talk about things anymore, but they still loved each other and they still right. respected each other and whatever that apple pie, Norman Rockwell, whatever in, in my mind, like it was just a, it was a beautiful thing where you could argue about things and be, and be passionate and, and try to make compelling armies to, to change people's minds for a better world. Right. But also respect the fact that they have their point of view too, and they have their perspective, and they have things that they're smarter about than me, and and I don't have all the answers, and and that's the that's the piece that I miss. That yeah. in, in, in this topic specifically, maybe more than others, that is just showcased. That's highlighted yeah. in this topic where the other side has to be evil, and I I, I hate to, I hate to think that it's so simple as to come down to the people making money fighting the fight but the the answers seem so obvious to me or i'm just completely missing the boat which could be like the things we've talked about seem like such simple solutions not easy not the right ones that can make everyone happy but the simple ones because what other choice do you have right well what other choice do you have see that's where that's where it really comes down to so if you know you 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 don't compromise with evil see this is this is where it gets to yeah. a debate from a debate into a war, right? So if yeah. you get if you get to the point where um, where you say the other side, uh, I've got some great friends who are very opposite of me ideologically speaking, and they believe things that I think are wrong, 
and I disagree with him about yeah. it. And we, we get together around a bonfire and we talk about them and sometimes voices get raised a little bit. But yeah, then after that, it's like, all right, well, we're not going to solve this. We haven't solved it in 50 years. We're not yeah. going to solve it now. And and I don't think they're evil. And they don't think I'm evil. Uh, and I don't hit them and they don't hit me. It's all good. So. Yeah. So if, if if it got to the point where I said, you're so wrong about this issue that I need to be violent against you. This is like, for instance, the uh, again, I'm, I'm being a little bit harsher on my side than I am on the other side in some of these things. Where, when you get to the point where you're bombing an abortion clinic, you're, you're, yeah. you're pro-life, yet you're killing an abortion doctor and you justify yeah. it by saying this, well – in my, you, you've crossed over from, and, sure. and so it's it, at that point, it's not really, it's not just money. So there's, there's the cynical that make money on this that want to stoke the fire because they can fundraise off and they can sell consulting gigs. And then there's the folks that are just radicalized by it and say, and, and, and they believe truly in their heart that these people are evil and therefore they do not deserve to live. Even though I'm pro-life, they've done something so bad that that offer has not extended to them anymore. And then that's where the, and then the, the pro-choice yeah. have a good argument. The, the retaliation is worth it because they've killed X number of babies or yes. retaliation is worth it because they've robbed X number of women of their liberty yes. and, and they've intruded upon the most yes. fundamental basic, um, Liberty we have, which is the privacy between us and our doctor. Right. Both, both sides are are playing this exactly as you're describing it. Yeah. And and I, again, I hate to be so cynical, but my, the obvious question I'm asking is, where's where's the Lincoln to come along and just say, okay, enough of this nonsense? Here's and a leader who will fight through that, or that's why I started out with like, who's profiting or not profiting, who's benefiting from the fight yeah, because that whoever is benefiting from the fight is preventing that Lincoln esque figure from coming out and saying here. And again, super simple for me to say, I'm sure there's nuances on my and legal things. I'm not getting to, but it seems really simple to me. Like the conversation that we, you and I've just had an out in an hour, an FDR style fireside chat. Like where's the guy to where with the woman, like where's the leader to do this? Like where are they at? Well, and, and I think, you know, you look at history and we're going to talk about some historical precedents at one, one time in the future we've talked about, um, look at history when, when things are going relatively good. And even now they're going physically speaking, this is a great time to be alive. I mean, right. if, if you listen to the, to the chatter up here, it's like yeah. the worst time in all of human history. I, I was listening to one of the sticks songs from my youth and uh, uh, the best of times from, from their, I yeah. can't remember which album it was, but they were talking about uh, the headline says, these are the worst of times. And I was thinking, man, that was 1981. Those were some, some really cool days, you know? So yeah. when, when, when society is, is in this kind of, of, uh, thought where all of this is happening and and everything is a crisis. What will get us out of this crisis is when a real crisis comes along. When yeah. if we go to war with you know Russia, China, Iran all at once. If an asteroid right. comes. If there is a global you know to to make my uh, make my uh, uh, climate change activist friends happy. If there is a global crisis in a moment. That focus yeah. when when all of our attention the becomes focused. Really predicted nineteen eighty seven finally happens. Yes, exactly. Y two K comes. Oh, whatever. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. When one of those when then, one of those then, then we, then we'll figure it out for sure. Then we'll figure so, it out. So, yeah. So I guess I guess the thing I would say to Kenny G listening in his uh you know or or you know in his history class looking back on this era when people start talking about the other people the other side as being evil. That is when your spidey sense should be going yeah. off. That is when you know when they when it's no longer people we disagree with and people who have their perspective and they're allowed to have their thoughts, even though I vehemently think they're wrong and I I think my facts are more compelling and I think their facts are BS and all that kind of stuff. They're still allowed to be themselves. When that changes to those people are evil and must be stopped, that's the red flag. Then yeah. watch for it. Yep, exactly right. And that's happened here. That's happened in in every. In every instance of of human destruction of the of uh, Mao's China, you know the Great Leap Forward and all of those things, uh, it, it happened in Nazi Germany. It happened in so many places where where it became less about disagreement and more about that these people are truly evil. Again, not to say there's not evil in the world, but to say that. The entire side has become evil, and therefore they need to be eradicated. That's yes, your spidey sense should go off then. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if we covered all of it. We didn't even get to the medical side of things. And I don't, I don't know in the, in the hierarchy of conversations, I don't know where that one really fits. Uh, honestly, I don't know if that should have been the first or say whatever. Um, I think we've covered as much as we can for now. Um, certainly there's, there's much nuance to this and there's a whole bunch of variables and people are, are passionate. There's no question. Uh, for those of you listening, we would love to know where you think we got it right and where we got it wrong. Now we know you're probably not going to you know, jump in and talk about, well, you guys are misunderstanding the 12 week thing versus the 14 week. I, I, we don't mean that. We want to explain to Kenny G or the people, you know, living, you know, 60, 80 or hundred years from now, what this moment feels like and what the mood is. And that's the part we would really like your help. If you think we missed any of that, if you think we missed the mark on that, please chime in, go to unsilentpodcast.com to find our social channels. You can find us on rumble, uh, YouTube here and there, <laughs> uh, but rumble for sure. And, and unsilentpodcast.com and uh, tell, chime in and tell the people 80 years from now, what this moment feels like and how this topic has shifted and changed. And uh, until this, until next time, this is Dave and Brian signing off. See you next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion. 